let's talk about Netflix. All right. (laughs) Netflix. (laughs) I'm on fire today. Young Kirby, the subject of promo fantasy. We want him so badly, knows what we want to be. And that's what we sing as we start episode 170 of the Promo Upfront podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. Uh, With me as always, let's call him who he is, the king of Kashokton, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hotel are you? (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i'm uh i'm doing well doing well we uh took a big leap uh, as you were kind of referencing and my wife and i yep. bought a motel and so that's exciting and and it's yep. always good to be serenaded every time we do this but i love it when now that you're making up new words to songs which is uh, man it's yes. like we're taking it to the next level so i'm doing great man how are you I'm doing good. Uh, I'm really glad to see that in addition to you being a slumlord in Coshocton, you're now going to own a flea bag. No, I'm kidding. Uh, You and Amy have done such a great job of rehabbing some of these older properties. I I can't wait to see what you do with the uh, motel. And and I'm really excited for that. No, I'm doing well. Busy. Yeah, I bet. I bet you are. Super busy. um, But uh, it's a good time of year. Uh, Promo cruise. It's hard to believe the second promo cruise is sailing in just four weeks so we're getting ready for that um but you know it got me to thinking as things often do they do um you know i'd like to pause the podcast if you don't mind if you don't mind if we just hit pause on the podcast and talk something about something we don't normally talk about in the promotional products industry kirby and that's stability with all the changes that happen on a regular basis and we're going to talk about some of those today It's just as important to talk about companies that are established, stable, and strong. That's why I'm always pumped when we get a chance to talk about our friends at Shapenko. For over 90 years and four generations of family ownership, Shapenko has genuinely cared about the success. Easy for me to say. The success of their clients, if I would slow my roll a little bit. And that, my friend, is the definition of stability. Wouldn't you say, Kirby? It really is. And I tell you what, you know, when you hear about, I mean, 90 years is one thing, but those of us who have watched other, you know, family owned businesses go from generation to generation, it is really, really difficult to do and to do that successfully. And I think that's part of the stability, right? Is the idea of four generations being able to not only survive all of these different economic times, but thrive. It speaks to their mission. It speaks to their vision. It speaks to their quality. 100% Kirby. I couldn't agree more. Another point they only sell through promotional products distributors. And because mm-hmm. of that, Shapenko is dedicated to doing more than just delivering quality merchandise at a fair price. They go that extra mile to ensure every distributor project is a resounding success. It's the right way to do business. And that is how you continue to be stable and strong heading into the next 90 years. So bottom line, Kirby, and you know how I like to bottom line things. Shapenko has stood the test of time, the experience, the merchandise and the people are absolutely the best. So head over to shipenco.com and start your next project today. All right, Kirby. So 
I want to thank you for having the courage to podcast with me today. You look resplendent in your uh, green collared shirt. Thanks, uh, I am. I will talk about it later, but there's a really good football weekend coming up and, and I'm already getting ready for it. Okay. But before we do, let's have a podcast. <laughs> let's. Um, let's. So I don't know if you saw this uh, or if you know about it, but uh, kind of a big bombshell, at least in my mind. In the promotional products industry, this is the upfront section of the podcast. Ashley McCune is mm. leaving Facilis Group. I, I saw the headline, uh, so please fill me in. Yeah, so there's two things that caught my eye this week. You know, we are entering the third, the fourth quarter of the year, which Kirby and I universally recognize as the silly season in the promotional products industry. Everybody's trying to get all their chess pieces in the right order before they head into the yeah. big January Vegas. trade show season, yeah. right? Vegas and Orlando and all that. Yeah. So Ashley McCune has left Facilis. And then I also let Brad White left Boundless to join Bamco. But for this conversation, I really want to talk about Ashley McCune. These re the press release, and you know that's crafted either both you know individually by Ashley McCune or by Facilis Group or some combination – I just thought it sounded strange. It okay. was McCune is vacating the president's seat. Okay. It wasn't leaving to pursue other interests, you know, time with family. It was just vacating the president's seat. And I don't want to read into that. I don't want to speculate. I, it just struck me as bizarre. That's it. Yep. Now, she said, although this decision was not easy, I am optimistic about the future of Facilis Group and the Pebble Group. Pebble Group is the big overlord that owns Facilis Group. I think they own Brand Edition as well. She continued, I leave the business on great terms with the confidence that our shared core values and mission will continue to drive this organization to even greater heights. So a lot of just generic business speak there. Nothing, you know, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's probably what these things should be. So not a criticism. Okay. Uh, the CEO of Pebble Group is going to take over as acting president to find her successor. Now, I, I will say, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to work with or speak with Ashley. Many years ago, I had a cup of coffee at a Facilis uh, distributorship uh, for about six months. Uh, didn't work out for a variety of reasons, which I'm not going to get into here. But I did have the opportunity to work with her. And at that time, she was the vice president of marketing and operations. And I will tell you, she is one of the most amazing, super creative, intelligent, and one of the most passionately dedicated people I have ever met. Um, we, we've stayed in touch a little bit. She's just fantastic. Uh, I can't imagine working for her. I think it would be a very inspirational thing, uh, mm -hmm. person to work for. So leaves a very big gap at a very large and impressive organization. Uh, I know you just saw the headline, but sure. if you would just give me the grace of accepting what I said about Ashley and her sure. leadership, at least my experience with it. What does this say to you when someone just, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm walking away. Yeah. Well, it, it, it the, you mentioned that sometimes it's like what is said is really interesting because she, like I, the way that it was phrased and you can, I, I don't have it in front of me, but you, when you yep. were saying, I'm not doing pursue another instrument, what, what was it again? Say, say it for me she again. said, although this decision was not easy, I am optimistic about the future of facilities group and the pebble group. Yeah. I leave the business on great terms with the confidence that our shared core values and mission will continue to drive the organization to even greater heights. Yeah. And, Very and complimentary. So, yeah. No, but I, the first part where it said yeah. she's vacating the president's Right. Seat. That's what I mean. That's the weirdy. Yeah. Cause, cause I was going, Oh, well then is she, she's vacating the president's seat. Does that mean she's staying with the organization? She's leaving. Like, that was the part that was a yeah. little bit wonky. And so, um, yeah. And I, more to the total top line industry 
comment is yeah. that anytime a um a leadership position at a big organization like this is toppled mm-hmm. it's concerning i think from a um from a 10,000 foot view from the industry yeah um because yeah. i think as much as we all like to think that oh we're all individuals and you know there is some continuity in our in our business and so sure. when a big and talented mm-hmm. and you, as you said creative uh person yeah. leaves the helm of one of the more influential organizations it could have an effect so i, I yeah uh, this will be really interesting to see who they um, sort of place in that position moving forward. Yeah, and it was you know again sometimes it's what's not said um, as opposed to what's said. Mm. Um, I, you know, here's what I think. Here's my takeaway, and I guess the overall topic, if we're going to distill it down, because I need to distill it down to write the little description. But that's different. That's what we'll talk about that later. When people walk away from an organization, large, medium, or small, and from a leadership role, and just say. I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. That's to me never a great sign. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it says a lot when people leave a job without clear a clear path, and right. it doesn't say much. It doesn't say anything negative to me about the person leaving. I always look at the organization they're leaving behind and wonder what's going on there. Mm, that's interesting. It's the same thing as if six people left an organization, right? I yeah. wonder what's going on in that organization when someone of leadership is leaving, you know, there's something not kosher, at least in my mind there. And again, I don't want to speculate. I refuse to speculate because that's absolutely irresponsible, but there's something strange. It doesn't sit well, just reading it to me. Yeah. yeah. Anytime there's a, there's a change at the top of any organization, I think it's a yeah. trying time. So, I mean, hell, I, when, when there's anybody leaving any organization, we have a small organization and we had somebody leave in the last right. couple of weeks and it's just like, you know, there's shoes to fill. And so depending sure. on where they're at in the organization, yeah. it can really have a big impact for sure. Uh, 100% Kirby, 100%. All right, Kirby, you know, our good friends at Canada, gosh, darn it. I don't mean to get salty with my language, but gosh, darn it. <laughs> They've done it again. That's right. They have solved one of the biggest challenges distributors have when it comes to gift giving season. That's great. Packaging. Yep. Packaging, Kirby. When you purchase merchandise through Canada, they offer so many great options to add a touch of elegance to an already luxurious product. From themed printed cards and stock ribbon to a keepsake box, they have amazing, amazing options. Heck, they even have a gorgeous organza bag that says thank you in five different languages you can wrap things up in. Really cool stuff. And it's printed in gold. Can't go wrong with that. Sure. They invite you to check out all the options over at kanadapromo.com. All right, Kirby. Nothing would make me happier. Nothing would give me more pleasure in this specific moment than if you would have a topic that you would share with not just me, but our audience, the audience that may be in the rooms with us, but also the people listening on the actual podcast. And I want to be brief with my comments there. So you can go ahead and get on with the topic you would like to share with us. All right. So I wanted to, I have a bunch of different uh, things I could go, but I think I'll stick in the advertising world. I I, I just saw this, uh, I think it was today or yesterday, McDonald's and Wendy's. Uh, were involved in a lawsuit. Um, And according to a federal court, uh, they have ruled that McDonald's and Wendy's can keep running ads that make their burgers look meatier and juicier than they actually are. Uh So there was a lawsuit against the two fast food chains. And it's one of a record number of food litigation lawsuits filed from 2020 to 2023, targeting companies, including Burger Mm -hmm. King, Taco Bell, Arby's, and of course, 
Wendy's and McDonald's about sure. the idea they're they're suing them because they're saying, look, the burger I get at the at uh, the franchise doesn't look like what I'm seeing on TV or on the billboard or whatever. Um, the judge uh, pointed to disclaimers on the chain's websites and said customers recognize. I love this part. Customers recognize offending images as quote puffery, commonly used to make products look more appealing. So a federal court yeah. has said, look, no, you, you don't get to sue them because your burger doesn't look like the one on TV. Right. I have an opinion about this, but I wanted to see what yeah. your take was. You know, one of the great things about living in the United Snakes is that <laughs> you have an opportunity, if you feel wrong, that you have an opportunity to resolve that through litigation. And that is truly a wonderful thing. It also is a horrible thing, right? It's it's just like someone's greatest strength is a lot of times your greatest weakness. And that's one of our real weaknesses. Anybody can sue anybody for anything at any time. And it's up to the defendant to disprove the, the complaint. Get over yourselves, people. Do you really <laughs> look at... I, I've had, as you can tell by my very svelte body, I've had a measurable amount of Big Macs in my life. I've never seen one that looked like a printed ad, one that looked like an ad on television, one that looked like actually something I should eat. So I don't know why people are upset about that. This is ridiculous. Absolutely should have been dismissed, 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 dismissed. Kirby, what say you? Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I Like this is, of course, they uh, like I, I, the, the idea of puffery. Hell, at the end of the day, you're, Great term. you are um, in every sort of marketing photo shoot you do, you put people in your shirt that makes the shirt look good. Like they don't necessarily look like everybody who wears the shirt. Like, I, right. and I think that, you know, that's actually one of the things that we're trying to do with different body types and all that sort of thing. That's fine. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you do it with good lighting. You do you, like, this is silliness to me. And what was fascinating is quote, it's one of a record number of food litigation yeah. lawsuits. It seems to me like the legal profession going out of its way to try and uh, target a specific area so that they think they can make some money. This seems like total bullshit to me and I'm really glad it was dismissed. Yeah, I, I wish attorneys would have a, a little bit more of a, you know what, I'm not gonna embarrass myself or the US judicial system by taking your lawsuit against uh, the Whopper yeah. um, or a Baconator or whatever. Do people not realize that there's actually an industry where I don't know exactly what it's called, so but they they craft food to look as edible as possible. Most of the time you can't even eat it. It's not even food, it's plastic, it's clay, it's other things. They spray it a certain way, they yeah. you know, paint it. What you're seeing on the commercial, I, I I hate to burst anybody's bubble. Not only is there not a Santa Claus, but that food's not real. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so don't sue people over it. All right. Well, like, good, hey, good real quick, I, like I, it yeah. is so funny to me because it's just one of those things where you're like, it, it, again, you've kind of said it, but it's 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 one of those where you're like, if we are, oh, I know the the analogy I wanted to make. I almost feel like those lawyers uh, who are doing these lit overly litigious um, sort yeah. of lawsuits, <laughs> it needs to be like the replay rule. They need to be able to throw yeah. in their red flag, right? And if yeah. they don't get it if they if it gets tossed because it's a frivolous lawsuit then they only have one yeah. more lawsuit to file in the next five years like if you if you throw a challenge right flag, you, get a, yeah, you lose you a time out right like you need to be put in some sort of uh lawsuit jail you know what if i can add to this though i just thought of something as i was pretending to listen to you but not really 
you know, when with the um, addition of AI, and I've created some AI images where you just put, you know, make a hamburger. You can make what looks like an amazing looking meal. Does that cross the line? Because that is completely fabricated. I don't know. It's interesting. It's yeah. just with with the technology. I mean, it really is interesting. I still think it would be just as frivolous, by the way, but it, yeah. it got me to thinking as okay. things often as things do. Often do. Yeah. All right. I teased last week. We we're going to talk about some 2024 business trend predictions. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We're absolutely not going to do that because it's way too early to get to 2024. Let's talk about Netflix. All right. <laughs> okay. Netflix. <laughs> I'm on fire today. Yeah, you are. Um, you know why? Thursday's my favorite day of the week. We're recording on a Thursday. That's right. Yeah. No argument. And tomorrow's Friday. It's nothing. It's neither good nor bad. It's just here. <laughs> All right. Um, Netflix is cranking up the volume. They're turning it to 11 on their merch business. Okay. All right. So um, some of the biggest sellers are like a Stranger Things Hellfire Club t-shirt. That's a bestseller. Um, they're even putting out bridal dresses that are Bridgerton themed, which is mm. kind of like softcore sassy stuff um okay. for the ladies uh they're bridal dresses that are going to debut this december they range from about a uh fifteen hundred dollars to three thousand dollars but okay. now what they're they've missed out on a couple of opportunities because sometimes the merch does take a long time to produce especially when it's fully custom like bobbleheads figurines and things like that so now they are instead of waiting to see how shows perform in in jumping on the merch bandwagon they're making merch 12 to 18 months in advance for at least one new show called One Piece. Mm. Uh, they've a bunch of apparel. They do. They're doing a clothing drop uh, collaboration with PacSun, uh, and they're doing some chocolate bars a collaboration with Fye. And they're doing it, like I said, because they've been before, burned before. When the show Wednesday got very popular, I don't tick, I don't talk. So maybe you saw this. Uh, but th there was a, a Wednesday dance that kind of went viral and they missed out on capitalizing on that through merchandise and financially. So I want to get your thoughts on this. You know, it's definitely, you know, it's it's at its very core, it's gambling. We think this show is going to be good. We think there's things in here that uh, are able, we can pull out, extract and merchandise them. But, you know, you're running a real risk here of having a lot of dollars sitting on the shelf because it didn't get popular. And I want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't think it's a, that big of a risk, to be honest with you, Bill. I I, I think, it, you know, I think that what you're doing is doing what we tell people to do all the time. They're utilizing another form of media to promote a show. Like, like right. if, if Ted Lasso shirts, you know, the AFC Richmond shirts were available for Apple TV, you know, that one. Right. Like, right. it would have gone not only would i have gone out and bought the shirt right because i was a big fan of the show but i right. would have been seeing it in retail i would have been seeing it on in all those places so it would have made me more likely to go watch the show in the first place and i think that's right. the piece that's like yeah there's the merch and there's the revenue side but at the end of the day the revenue will follow the eyeballs so if you can utilize the merch to create more eyeballs then i think it kind of creates a double whammy. You've got revenue and advertising for it. And I think to me, that's the best of both worlds. I'd like to give you a prize because that's absolutely the correct answer. Okay. Um, as yes. long as you do it in, <laughs> as long as you do it in some limited runs, you mitigate yes, the limited fact runs. that hey, yes. this might be, this might be a stinker. We might have to write this off, but yes, for you could actually use merchandise to drive people to your content. 
right? Exactly <laughs> what we teach people yeah. to do. Yeah. So 100%, I think it's smart. Again, I think you have to be picky, a little choosy, yeah. um, limited runs. Like if you're gonna do custom bobbleheads, I would not go bananas on those, but yeah, well, that's just but, me. I mean, but you talk about this all the time when people do these, these special merch drops, Kentucky Fried Chicken does a, a thing of yeah. Crocs or whatever. They purposefully yeah. do a smaller amount of them, Correct. right? That's because they want mm-hmm. there to be scarcity, which- Right. Increases value. Like, so yeah, of course you're going to think through that and try to build that scarcity in so that then if it goes crazy, a, you create a secondary market where people are selling the shirts and all that stuff online. But when the second one drops, you've created advanced um, excitement about that too. So. Completely agree. It does help you get a jump start on creating an entire ecosphere for the content, not just one-sided. So love it, love it, love it. Kirby, do you have one more topic for us before we get to the picks, uh, football picks? Yeah, I'm going to make this one one? a quick one. Yeah, real quick one. So (laughs) the quote starts with, we've been working on this for 24 hours. Our first response was awful. So, uh, you know, our long, you know, national nightmare is over. Cat gate has been solved. I don't know if you saw this, but an Austin man went viral this week after a Lyft driver drove away with his cat still in the car okay but they took off and he of course called lyft's customer service and begged them to have him bring it back they ignored him and then at one okay. point uh said you know he's gonna he's, he's gonna be charged twenty dollars to return the item his cat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, the complaints finally went to the uh, desk of the ceo who apologized right. about about it um, sure and I, they said that they're going to um, pay for the they're going to pay for the vet bills for the cat. No, okay. which begs the question: What the hell did the driver do to the cat? <laughs> so yeah, so I guess real quickly, it's just a, to me yeah. this is just a really funny story, but it goes to the yeah. idea of how customer service is right. marketing. Like this became a nightmare for Lyft because they just weren't human. And so I just wanted your right. take on that story. Yeah, my take on it is that CEO is a marshmallow for giving in to the uh, guy. Guy got in. He knew what he was getting into. There's an implied contract. You get in the car uh, that you are uh, renting for, you know, the, the drive with your your stuff, whether it's a phone or in this case, a cat, and you leave it. That's not that's that's not the problem of Lyft. That's your problem. I'm joking. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, it's like I was hoping you were going somewhere with that. <laughs> no, crazy, I, there, I, there, there's a little bit there. Uh, look, obviously, you know, when it's a living being, um, they should be a little more responsive than if it's somebody's cell phone. Although that is probably just as traumatic to most of us. Yeah. Um, it, what what it shows me is, like you said, there was no humanity, and so you have negative marketing now because people see that. To me, I would, if I was CEO and, and I'm not, but I would say, you know, we dropped the ball here. And so we're going to implement and we're going to have it done in the next month, 30 days away on the app to retrieve lost items. If it's your item, we're going to charge you because that's on you. If it's a phone, if it's a briefcase, a backpack, you you should be smart enough to get your stuff. I mean, yeah. we all should be, but we all forget things too. We're all human. Right. If it's a living being, if it's a cat, a dog, you're going to the vet, I, I assume I don't know, but I assume yeah, the, the whole the thing's weird. Is going to the or <laughs> it is. I don't know what why an Uber Lyft driver would allow some sort of dog or cat in their car. Anyway, but whatever. If it's something like that, um, uh, you know, we still might charge you because you should remember your cat. <laughs> um, 
sorry, that's just weird, but with a charge, but we're going to get that. We're going to immediately get that back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be a way to do that and, and create, you're not going to create a positive out of it, but what you can do is say, there was a problem. We didn't see it. We had a customer who experienced it and, and we're, we didn't handle it very well. Yeah. This is how we're going to handle it going forward. And then people can like it or not like it. Yeah. But again, you get in a car, you get on a plane. How many of us have left headphones on a plane? I've left headphones on a plane, walked 13 rows, got off the plane in the uh, on the jet bridge and realized I left my headphones. Uh, I Can I go back on the plane? No, but we'll go check. I'm sorry, they're not there. So, so somebody took them, you know, but that's not, that's not on the airline. That's on right. me. So yeah. there, I do, there is a, while I was joking at the outset, there is a little bit to, Hey, it's on you. So I do think there should be some sort of, uh, uh, why would the Uber impact. driver or Lyft driver still want the cat? I would be turning around and taking it back right away. Like the whole thing is just I, weird. And how did, how do you forget the cat? I mean, that kind of a, that's yeah. like, Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. All right, Kirby. Um, so yeah, next week we will do the 2024 business trend prediction. So I don't believe that's you. a tease. Okay. Right. Stick around for that. All right. We have got football picks, kids. And okay. this weekend, and this is benefiting our good pals over at the Promotional Products Education Foundation. This is some really good. This is some great football this weekend. We've got great college games. We've got great pro games. But we're going to pick six high school games here in Tennessee. <laughs> I'm joking. Please, no. All right, Kirby. All right, Kirby. <laughs> We've got we got the uh, Southwest Shootout to start us off. Number eleven, Oklahoma, the Sooners, mm-hmm. playing the number three uh, University of Texas Longhorns. That's a neutral site game in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. Who do you got, Kirby? Yeah, uh, Texas has looked pretty good this year. Um, Oklahoma, I just I, I've struggled to trust Oklahoma mm-hmm. since the was it uh, Venables has got in in there. So I'm going to go Texas yeah. on that one. All right. You know, I uh, looking at this game. A, I wish nothing but failure on the University of Texas and anything that they touch. Um, and I think Oklahoma's found a little something. I do. Yeah. They're undefeated as well. I think they found a little something. So I'm going to go Sooners on that one. Uh, I am definitely going all Oklahoma on Sooners there. Uh, I don't know what that means. All right. Uh, number 20, Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. At Georgia, between the hedges, play, facing the Georgia, number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Who do you got? And by the way, both are undefeated, Kentucky and Georgia. Yeah, this again, it's Georgia, it's at home. I think Kentucky's a great story. It's cute. Yeah. Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I watched uh, as I was tailgating with my son, both my sons last week in Sandy and cooking for a bunch of kids. We had some of the games on and watching the Kentucky game. I think they found a little something. I think last week they found a little something. So I am going, I'm going to go with the Kentucky Wildcats. I am going to go big upset Kentucky Wildcats. All right, Kirby. Ah, the number 11th ranked Alabama Crimson Tide rolling in to College Station, Texas to play the unranked uh, 4-1 Texas A&M Aggies. Who do you got? You go first on this one. I want to hear who you're picking. You know, so while we were waiting for to start the tailgate, because it was a late game last week at Mississippi State, it was an eight o'clock start. So we we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, had a dinner and all, or had lunch, Sandy and I did. So we were able to watch the entire uh, 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 Arkansas Razorbacks uh, A&M game and uh, lost starting quarterback. But I think the backup quarterback for A&M actually is a better fit for the offense. That's that's no joke. I think the Aggies have found a little something. Give me the Aggies in a full blown upset in College Station, Texas. 
Boy, that's a good one. Um, all right. So we haven't agreed yet, right? Nope. We're, 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 oh, I didn't even go to the records. I'll do that at the end where we're standing, but yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just, just on principle to, to keep that mm-hmm. rocking and rolling. I'm going to go Alabama on this one. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, all right. All right. Let's go to the pro games. The London Jaguars <laughs> yeah. um, are facing the Buffalo Bills in, uh, at, london in tottenham hotspur stadium yeah. uh, jaguars are playing back-to-back weeks there uh bills look good last week beating the, the miami dolphins uh up in buffalo kirby who do you got in this one a little bit of a neutral site game yeah i actually think this is one of the tougher games to pick um because i think the jags are good um i think the bills seem to go up and down and i feel like they just had their up and I feel like this is damn near a home game for Jacksonville. So I'm going to yeah. go Jacksonville on this one. I think this is oh, a little right. bit of a little bit of a different pick, but I'm going to go Jacksonville. I, I like that. I like that. So I watched the Bills Dolphins game when we got back or most of it when we got back last weekend. Um, and I expected Miami to win that game. We both did. I believe. Yeah, I think we, we both, both picked did, them. did not win that. Um, I think the Bills have finally found. Bills I think they found. Even something. so, give me the Jaguars. <laughs> I'm taking the Jaguars in London. Okay. All right. The New York football Jets, as pathetic as they are, head into an equally pathetic, if not more so, Denver Broncos uh, stadium on Sunday in a game that 16 people will watch. I'm not going to be one of them. Who do you got, Kirby? Jets or Broncos? Uh, was it last week? Something's got to give. That was your theme. Something's got to give. Yeah, yeah something's got to give. At the yeah. end of the day, Russell Wilson has not been what they had hoped Russell Wilson was going to be right. in Denver, but I still yeah. think I believe more in him than I do Zach Wilson. So I'm going Denver at home. All right. Yeah. I watched as I think we all did for Sunday night football for Taylor Swift. Yeah. And after uh, it was a great game, it was a great game. Um, and afterwards I, I kind of shook it all off, kind of <laughs> gotten ready for, you know, the ne- next day of work. Of course, I think the jets found a little something. A little something. Okay. I don't know what that is, Kirby. I'm going to go the Jets. I'm going to go the Jets. And then, I don't think it's a terrible yeah. call. I, I, that, that one's a big, tough one. The big game of the week. The Dallas football Cowboys mm. heading into uh, Santa Clara, California, to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Who do you got? I I think the winner of this could be America. This is going to be a good game, I think. I'm excited about it. Um, both good teams. Both have looked pretty good. Um, but I think I'm leaning 49ers on this one. I, 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 I and it yeah. would not shock me if Dallas won, but I, I think I'm going 49ers. I, I don't blame you on that one. Um, it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be, uh, hopefully it's a good game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we get good Dak Prescott, bad decision, Dak Prescott. You just never really know. Um, I am going to take the Cowboys because I yeah. think they found a little something. Um, but I think the real game is the game within the game. It's on Sunday night football. And I think I'm going to set the over and under at 17 and a half. The amount of times Chris Collinsworth starts a sentence with now here's a guy. So <laughs> if you, if you want to have a little sport, watch that, that'll be a, a real good time. All right, Lat, we are, uh, you are in the lead by the way, with 15 victories over 14 last week, you went four and two. I went three and three. So we are, very close to neck and neck, but uh, really, you're destroying me on every level. <laughs> um, it, it really, what it is, Kirby, the stability of your football picks never cease to amaze me. But mm. actually, something that amazes me even more when it comes to stability is our good pals over at Shapenko. They've been around for four generations, 90 years, and they only sell two promotional products distributors. So when you want something that's cost-effective, creative, 
and people will keep it, use it, and remember it. Look no further than our good pals at Shapenko. Visit them at shapenko.com. You won't be sorry you did. Kirby, I hope you have a happy football and, and a good day. You too, brother.